0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Tonight, I am inflicting Cybreed on you and my friends, and we will see what they thought of that experience. So, we're doing a blast of all four of their albums beginning, and boom, done. Uh, how are we doing on this windy, cold, basement filled evening?
1: Ready to rock with some robots. It's Ready surviving. to
0: rock with the <laughs> <laughs> De- Death Wave. It's, it's, it was their assertion. Exactly.
2: You know just a synthetic breed riding the death wave (laughs) from geneva
0: indeed so uh should i tell you why i did this to you before one of you says why did you do this to us yes yeah usually that person is game so why did i do this to you uh it will not surprise you that i am in the bag for this so i got on this ride uh just a little bit after the second album so i guess probably about 2008 uh, back when you used to things, so i bought all of these and uh you know i like all the things they seem to like like static x or ministry or mashaga It's sort of uh Mashatic x or static Shugga. it's like degent like laid over um <laughs> i mean that's basically what it is So, because some of us are like this is really a lot like static x and then suddenly it's it actually kind of, I think, it's <laughs> jantiers. So it goes on, and there's bleeps and bloops, but I don't care about that. I know some of you have very uh, complicated relationships with the bleeps and the bloops, so they better be good ones. I think is probably Game's motto. Only good. You'll, you'll hear dead. what I have to
1: say about all of this. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll bet.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> cut off. He cuts off a toe anyway. So, and I, <laughs> I but I feel even, like
1: even nothing,
0: <laughs> nothing, Nabowski. I feel like you know, there's a lot of you know, they're part of the same scene as like trepidum pal which was another french metal band sounded a lot like this or i was listening to children of Bodom on the way home i was like okay that's sort of euro some bleeps and bloops and uh, some blast beats happening so
3: well it's it, it for me like if i was it's it's like industrial melodic death metal
0: yeah it's i think that's accurate Nemik is sort of in that same zone which means he'll probably be ready to beat me to death but it's but it is more accessible than the original because I've seen that look in your eye, Tracy, when you had to listen to Psalm 69. <laughs> it was just a bridge too far. It's like the death yep. metal gets too cavernous and the industrial gets too industrialized. Like <laughs> it's just too far. There's it's there's the some samples here and some spooky, like some coral stuff. There's nothing like the just the insanity of Al Jorgensen going at you with a drill. <laughs> so, yeah. oh. So that's probably good, right? I figured Tracy would like this if nobody else because he's a cyborg.
2: And it it's definitely kind of like machine. the dudes in Scar and Matri decided to do a setting X tribute band, but write all their own songs.
0: <laughs> there there it is. Nailed it. <laughs> Go to press. <laughs> I was worried you were going to call them a tertiary industrial band,
1: but <laughs> I was bracing for it. That tertiary. kind of makes sense. To tertiary be honest. minus rodeo. Yeah. yeah.
3: Bin well, bit been descriptions noted that's it folks thanks for turning it that's out that's it good night everyone no i, I did this bad yep. and
0: i knew it was slightly a risk but we've listened to so much random shit at this point just bring it on i feel like you all seem to be willing to take nearly any ride so here we are
3: yep here we'll we are anywhere
0: and i assume none of you have ever heard any of this though i think i tried to push it on tracy in a previous lifetime you should check out this band. I feel like I said that more than once. That this end, you anemic. might have. I yeah. definitely did. Because I, I figured the minute I heard Scar Cemetery, I was like, hmm, is that what we're doing, Tracy? Is that who we are as a person?
3: Well, <laughs> it is indeed who we are as a person. Yep. And and you're right. I mean, because I know I've gone back and looked at and checked out a couple elements of Nemic and now this guy's. And so far, for the most part, they have been very close with them. They're not quite as good as the original, in my opinion, but I can understand that.
0: I mean, and I would I would agree with you, and I would say the original fucking Ministry, or or you know,
3: <laughs> well it you know, too, too far, century. it's
0: too devolved anyway. Um, but uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, give these these songs a swirl. It's not the perfect band, I know that. Often they end their albums in a way that's slightly silly. <laughs> Those long ass <laughs> like, stop doing more, that.
1: A little bit more than slightly silly. So, uh, especially yeah. the
0: one with the, the hidden track. I hate that shit, and I understand why it was that way, but to stab. Anyway, this also reminds me of Frontline Assembly, and indeed, the third one was produced by Reese Fulber, who did Fear Factory and Frontline Assembly.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: it reminds me a lot of Frontline Assembly around like Flavor of the Week through like sort of the '90s into the early 2000s albums sounded a bit like this.
2: But I mean, there's a whole industrial
0: were, world out there.
2: I don't know if those were quite as polished as this is, but I, I see your point. So the first album, Slave Design, was released on September 7th of 2004. And on Jerkoff Musiques, the label had a runtime of 58 minutes and 59 seconds. The lineup is Drop on guitars and programming, Benjamin Nominette on vocals, Burn on bass, and Alex Exynos on drums. It was produced by Warren Croyle, and yeah. I don't think that there were any other additional musicians, so that's all you need.
3: This is the most static acts of of these Agreed. albums.
0: Yeah, it is. And I don't think Nomine, he's he's pretty good on here, but I feel like he in terms of his vocals, they get better as we move forward in these albums. But yeah, this, this album's quite static, actually, especially the around the time of like Cannibal, where Wayne Static was just like screaming and throwing shit as far as I can tell.
1: The beeps and the yeah. beeps. It was hard for me to kind of place what this was doing because, you know, you had said that it was sort of like scar symmetry, but then that made me think it was actually melodic death metal, which just is not. It's it's not mm. even close. So the songs are pretty long here, um, but they're not really rich in terms of like composition. There's not a lot of stuff going on, which makes it sound like static X in a, a little bit. There is some in this first album, there's some like Genty like metalcore type stuff in there and like uh maybe like a dash or a splash of like new or alt metal um but all of those things together does not make industrial groove i'm sorry metal archives talking out of your ass um maybe i also don't know what like industrial music is and i'm happy to um have that accusation thrown at me but for me industrial really has to do with sounds of industrial things um, and you find bleeps and loops in here, but you don't find, like, I don't know, cranes or like, you know, steel sure. pipes, you know, being banged on and stuff like that. There's also not a lot of attention paid to like catchiness here. They don't care about that so much. They don't um, seem to now. What you do, though, is if you change the lyrical content to traumatic experiences instead of like this post apocalyptic stuff, you got very bad new metal. This is what you got. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what you get. And of course, if the only keyboards. they would have
3: had Ross Robertson as their producer.
1: If only they'd had a radiator to be chained to and just been tortured. So, yeah, that's the problem. If that makes sense.
3: I kind of agree with you a little bit, Nat, and that I think this one, to be full on industrial, miss a bit of the percussionness, uh, percussion that goes along typically with industrial, with you get behind it. But I do think they're much more closer to that than they are in a lot of other stuff, though. And like an industrial, like what I call them the industrial block death metal is because they do do a heavy, also guitar drive driven melody aspects in here. And it does kind of remind me of that early Goldenberg style that you see with like in flames and dark tranquility and stuff over where they have a bit of a, the sound that they focus on there. Cause a lot of the early uh, in flame albums kind of had this similar quality without the industrial elements to it.
2: Yeah. I don't think that this is groovy at all but I do see like some industrial flavoring to it. It doesn't have like the industrial soundscapes that Gabe is referring to, of course, but it does remind me just in the overdriven guitars and uh, some of the rhythmic sections to some of the stuff that is on Psalm 69, but it it doesn't commit to it in the way that ministry did. Uh, uh, Should should anyone?
0: Yeah. I think you listen to a band like Spine Shank or Mm there were a lot of bands like this or static X for that matter. I think, uh it evolved more into i mean they themselves have tried to affiliate themselves with like new wave so they essentially said like we're we like death metal and we like keyboards. i mean children are about them anyway but um yeah i'm not sure i would exactly say this has a ton of groove i mean it's switzerland yeah
2: well and and even to the new wave stuff i can see that on the like the next few albums yes not a whole lot
0: on here so great this they didn't know
2: what is, they wanted to do yet. Yeah, this <laughs> one really is kind of hitting that pocket, and it's got some industrial influences, like Gabe said, and some new metal, some other stuff, and it's a debut album. And you know, we say this all the time: there, there's actually stuff on here that I wish they had carried over to some of the other albums. because I actually like that this is more. It's either this or the last one. I think are more the straight ahead metal albums, and the the two in the middle are are mixing in the most of the new wave elements. Mm. Um, so let me just you yeah, so the third that to one. A, yeah, I agree with um, that. So I actually kind of in, enjoyed that. Like the opening uh, track on here, the the way that opens with the, the drums and the guitar, I really liked. I was like, hell yeah, and could immediately start banging my head. Um, and that is something that some of the other, the headbang factor, as I like make air quotes, that nobody will be able mm-hmm. to see, um, is something that kind of goes away on some of the other albums as they get more and more lot.
0: Indeed. I would also say that they... And it's weird to the intermittent the way they use them. The drumming on all these albums sometimes is super fucking heavy. The second album, it's Megadeth's current drummer, which is where I was like, oh yeah, I'd forgotten he was in this band. Or he was just like a session musician, I guess. So the percussion is pretty fucking heavy, but it doesn't come on all the time. Uh, and as you say, I agree. The later albums don't have quite as much headbanging factor. Maybe that's one of the things that reminds me of Meshuggah, because Meshuggah doesn't really do that either. (laughs) Like, in terms... I mean, it's heavy, but you know what I mean? It's not... they're not worried about being really all that catchy either, and...
2: Yeah, but this also doesn't have, like, the locked-in rhythmic precision of a Meshuggah. It does not. No, no. Um, It's not trying. So, yeah, it's a lot cleaner than that in sound.
1: For sure. But they're still, still like... Picking up pancakes on they're flipping a pancake. There is no doubt. Totally, they're flipping a pancake,
0: especially on albums three and four. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, like you know, that part is something that can be cool when you hear Meshuggah do it, but it also is a. It's like tickling a different part of your brain. Like it's not the catchiness part of your brain that's working there. It's like the you know, it's like you're trying to work your head around like whatever is going on with like the rhythm, and I think they really lack that uh sort of like the more um the melodic or the catchy element in this first first sort of go around where they do get some interesting sounds is with their like you know nerdy keyboard sounds and <laughs> like the the pads that they're using so if you like techno if you like drum and mace and stuff like that you might you know enjoy that i do and i do so here we are yes and yes
2: what I would say about this album in particular um, is that and I wouldn't know, have known this if we hadn't listened to their, their full what turned out to be their full discography on this blast is that this album they're playing with their influences but they haven't amalgamated them into it something is. of their own sound yet.
0: I mean they even call a song Static Currents. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're Static X Tribute album band and you have a song called Static Currents.
3: Yeah, yes. and I agree wholeheartedly with Ben said there because you can definitely tell this is their freshman album and which I think you could see their ideals what they want to do coalesce with each progressive album that they do that it kind of like four shape and identity the band comes forward with each with each of them and this one is just such a a raw form because but it is their freshman album so I mean it does have that aspect to it
0: I don't disagree you'll see when I grade them I think this one's the weakest one They figure out what they want to do. Whether you like it or not, we can debate, but the business model is very clear by album three, as it usually is. Jerk off musique.
2: Yes, indeed. So shall we talk about the tracks on this
0: one? Yeah, I would say yes, we should. We, we. I mean, one thing I will say is there isn't a tremendous amount of variation in terms of of what the songs sound like, particularly on this one. So I sort of feel like if you like one, you'll probably like all of them. Uh, it opens pretty strong, as you said, Ben. Uh, but I like pretty much all these songs. I mean, maybe like the beginning a little a little bit more in the end. But as Tracy likes to say, you know what you're getting. I mean, it's, it's, by the time you're at three or four, I mean, you're getting another few of yeah. those. <laughs> and this one also, I, I will say, is, does not end with a nine-minute jerk-off, whatever, like the next the three do. And I like the third of those, but the one on the next two albums, I don't know, man. So I, I will dig them for not... I don't think they end albums very well. So I think the ending of the fourth one's pretty good. But I like I Critical
3: f- Mass as an ender. And it, I actually kind of like the back half of this album than I do the front half. But I do agree that if you like one song off this album, if you're two tracks in and you like it, just, you'll like them all. I mean, there's there's not much deviation in this album to get you from point A to point B. And it feels like also, like I noticed, like all their ending tracks are also probably the more... I don't want to say... um balladish but there's are slower slightly yeah yeah
0: they're playing with emotion and there's you know the whole that's montique the, is happening so that's
3: their that's their new metal songs that Gabe was like this is what they really are at heart i mean <laughs> what was new
0: metal if not just a basket of shit that wasn't thrash who even knows i was thinking about that today because i was listening to this and then i was listening to Rage Against the machine i'm like how are these in the same universe but they just are because because it was the 90s we've There's talked about yeah I don't think it means much I mean it means something anyway this this clearly was influenced by all that and I think it deviates more by the time we get to the album in 2012. I think that's
2: its own weird thing I do agree with you guys that you know as a general premise most of these songs are fairly similar so you kind of know what you're getting I won't go so far as to say that if you like one that you might like them all because I don't know that any of them are are great enough that i want to listen to an entire hour of essentially the same song with that said um bioactive i thought was pretty good decoy the non-radio slave edit was all right uh synthetic breed which you know they get the name from um static currents critical mass those are all, all right so I, I really think the middle of the album is just a bit samey but there are a few things sprinkled throughout
1: yeah, I would um, join the chorus of saying that Critical Mass is actually a decent closer. I think the vocals actually on this uh, album are not good at all, but like they get better. I did like uh, Decoy as well. I also enjoyed Rusted.
2: Word, That brings us to Antares, their second studio album on Listenable Records this time. released release on October 1st, 2007, runtime of 56 minutes and 57 seconds. The lineup uh, are Burn on bass, Benjamin Namine on vocals, Drop on guitarist and programming. Dirk Verberen on drums was brought in as a guest musician but was not considered a part of the band. And it looks like I don't, oh, Drop produced this. So it was self-produced. So here, um, as we've kind of alluded to, this is where they really start to bring in the new wave stuff. Yes. Uh, nominee's vocals are much better on this one, as Gabe pointed out. They weren't all that great on the first one. Here he does quite a bit of clean singing, and I was actually... It's not Burton C. Bell quality, but it's, mm-hmm. in, the, it's in the same neighborhood.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, it's um, getting
2: stronger. Yeah, and they're they're playing a lot more attention to melody on this one than they did the last one. A
3: lot. Yeah. They are. And you know how we talked about the last one being very I'm sad to and influence almost like, I feel like you can see Dirk from Burns influence on this album. Cause this album checks a lot of boxes that a work album in my head checks as well. Like you could definitely tell he, I think he had probably a hand in the writing process. Cause if you were to change lead singers in here and say, this is a I'd almost, I'd be okay. I'd be like, I believe it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, it's, it's only the vocals of, if, if bjorn was listening on this album i would have probably thought it was a sork album
0: i can be, i can see that that's a good thing right
3: it well, is yeah my, <laughs> i would I almost want to say i think this one was my second favorite of the batch sure
0: yeah i think um soil work might be a better comparison than uh, uh scar symmetry yeah but uh, this album also got them slightly famous as much as anyone can be being a swiss metal band in that the star like I don't remember if she was the winner or number two. On Francis got incredible talent. Sung the first track off this, it was like you know, basically French idol. <laughs> so, so there was some like crossover into poppiness a little bit that happened. This cover is ridiculous. I have a different cover than this. What the hell is this? Him like looking like I don't know Mike Patton, it's... just with the moon behind him or whatever. with some wings. <laughs> mine, mine is a different cover.
3: With some wings and towers of Babylon, sure. Mine is just ha-
0: the moon or whatever. There's no, not <laughs> his dumbass. Oh, he has wings! I see it now. That's ridiculous. <laughs>
3: did you have a, a sticker on your set? Still, this album. Don't buy this demo as well. That's what it <laughs> says on the bottom right out of the album. Well, amazing. So I wonder if you were your true mid '90s self and did that.
0: I may have bought this in Europe. That's the other. That maybe one of my covers is totally different. It doesn't matter. The point is, it's an album. And yes, this is where the the new wave starts happening. I think it happens heaviest on the next one, but it's definitely started here. I think it's pretty successful, but I fucking like new wave. Everything Gabe has somewhat scoffingly described uh, drum and bass.
1: Well, I don't Leaf know if that's, yeah, I didn't read that. I didn't really read this album as new wave, but I guess I should have because of like the like the spacey and computery mm. key is yes, like
0: it's 80s. it doesn't
1: for me it doesn't automatically read that way partly because of what everything else is doing sure. um and also because it's more like it leans more into techno actually than it mm. does into like what 80s pop sounded like you know you're always hearing these like the drum and bass and you're you're hearing like vocoders but not they're not vocoders in the way that i don't know gary newman used sure. them they're like, we are sinister robots. Well, like, sinister you know, Gary robots. Newman was like, I don't know. Maybe one of the things he was doing was making synthesizers more human, which they were totally not. But sure. so like, I don't hear this particular album as key either. Um, I just read it as like, you know, you guys are not, you know, a dance band. You're not a techno band. Go home. You're drunk. We can't <laughs> all be,
0: Gabe, we can't all be Scooter
1: it's true it's true not all swiss people um <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Not all Swiss people. um so i guess yeah like th- this one also was a little bit slower in in parts it was. um for me anyway especially that last track i'm uh, not my favorite not to skip the
0: songs or we could but yeah i i'm not a fan of that track really it's all right it, you could have cut off about four minutes i've been just fine
3: I guess as I'm not familiar with New Age or New Wave that I didn't pick up any of that elements here because I don't exactly know what to look for I want it's... New
0: Age I want fucking Enya in this
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that for you David
0: mm. I think Ben and I listened to a lot of it. Ben had an entire other life as a podcaster about new wave.
2: yeah um a, I mean this isn't like pure new wave or anything of course because it's not from the new wave section of England or anything but um it's (laughs) it's pretty close because I mean it's just the synthesizers and guitar in a way that it's like it's not quite industrial yet um is it but so it's somewhere in between Mm -hmm. um flock of seagulls and uh Sisters of Mercy but yeah I don't know i i can tell that that's what they were to me and this this just because because i do listen to a lot of that music like david does that, that is what it sounded like they were trying to do mm-hmm. was encode that the way sinister robots would encode it right <laughs> which is a strange choice but what are you
0: gonna
1: do it was yeah and it, it's, in the it's still got it's still got some heaviness to it too it so does. that's i think yeah. why i i wasn't really connecting the dots there because mm-hmm. for me new wave doesn't have that heaviness um it's I between having read
0: their description of themselves and having witnessed the transformation of ministry in real time, sure, because yeah. that—that's you know, it's like you know the embryo goes through each stage. <laughs> you can see it; it's all happening right here. Worlds within worlds. Anyway, it's I. I there's their description of themselves because I try to. I don't know. I know there are different schools of thought on whether the artist's opinion of their own shit should mean anything. <laughs> In terms of perception or whatever, but they think that's what they're doing. It it doesn't. (laughs) It it doesn't. (laughs) Narrator comes in, it doesn't. Thanks, Ron Howard. Anyway, yeah. Keep going. Amazing. I feel like we've hit a track kind of situation. We're all staring at each other waiting to see who's
2: gonna draw. I mean, I'll go first. Do it. Um, I liked ego bypass generator, revive my wounds, twelve megaton gravity was pretty good. A neural drive. So again, it's kind of a scattershot throughout the album with the it being around the beginning and the end that I liked with the, the median kind of sagging a little bit.
1: I liked um two tracks. I liked dynamic and permafrost, which are probably some of the heavier tracks on the album.
3: Mm-hmm. Um that run between Ego EgoPyPass generator and permafrost outside of X and Fierce, I enjoyed that five track run there or so
0: I don't have a lot to add because I like all those songs I think the opener is okay too uh it'd be easier for me to tell you what I don't like and I don't like the closer yeah, we've already talked about that it's not good so 12 megaton gravity would have served perfectly fine and then how long would this album be a Ben approved Forty-seven or closer to.
2: Well, it would at least have been under
0: fifty. So. I know, I know, dude. <laughs> I knew all these ones were pushing, it I'm like, shit, because I listened yeah. to three of them on the way to Bardstown like they're an hour apiece. I'm like, oh man, we'll see what Ben does with this.
2: Might we went to take a trip to the C-minus rodeo? Listen, listen, well, we'll see when we get there. But <laughs> will, I mean, won't the the overall critique is that they're all too long. But that's you know, it. it is what it is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which brings us to the Pulse of Awakening. The the third pseudo album released on September uh, excuse me, November 16th, 2009. I think September is exactly when I came. September, out. yeah. <laughs> also on Listenable Records, runtime of an hour, three minutes and twenty seconds. The lineup, Bijin and Namine on vocals and orchestration, drop on guitars and programming, Kevin Quirrell on drums, Stefan Grand on bass. Uh did they have any guest musicians? They did. Alexandre the shams on guitars for the twelve track and reese fulbert did the keyboards uh-huh. and as previously mentioned he also did the production and it shows it does although i thought the transition from the last album to this album was pretty seamless as Agreed. a matter of fact i was i didn't exactly pull a trace and put them on the same playlist but i had it set up to where they would play one after the other yeah, totally. and the transition was See, oh, you know it, i would have i would be like a third of the way into this album before i realized i was in a different album i think that
0: i would argue because i listen to a lot of music that reese fulbert produces i feel like he's pretty good at trying to sort of meet them where they are and doesn't sure. homogenize oh, them in the way that yes he's a badass in a way that uh, as far as i know he also doesn't psychologically torture people like Ross robinson but no he because frontline assembly and fear factory do not sound the same
2: no well, that's what I was going to say. I love his production, and and maybe I'm just not enough of a production head, but other than the fact that the production is quality, I don't think he has a sound in the way that like Ross Robertson or Bob yeah. Rock or some I other think that's producers true. do. But I also think that's what you want when you hire
0: someone. <laughs> I agree. I mean, sometimes you want Bob Rock to tell you to say "woman," <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, and then you make yourself the basis. <laughs> and Ridiculous! He wants Sorry. to be the
3: basis forever. I can't. It's like, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be the bassist forever, guys.
0: Well, the bad news is the basis they have now is better than any of them. <laughs> so anyway, but the basis they have now
3: just took their job. Just took their job. To them the them watching
0: him play Spanish guitar, they're like, "What? <laughs> I quit. I resign." Oh man. Anyway, I like this album because it's got some heavy shit on it. It sounds yeah. good. They've got the formula. I feel like yeah, Tracy, it's... the Tracy rule applies here, I would
3: argue. I feel like this is the most realized album. Like it's their third album where they're like the sound they wanted to, it's realized, they're like, okay, let's let's go here. And I think this is their most complete sounding album they have of the four that they've released.
1: Yep, yep. I would definitely agree. I think that this is where the band really nails their style. I think they also uh, get much catchier melodies than anywhere else, um, and there's plenty of heaviness too. I think that it's a kind of a shame that they didn't leave the electronic stuff completely out. You know, you hear some auto tune on this this album, which is, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a thing and you know they also don't manage to nail you know the final track again um they make something that's far too long and very waste of time um but it has a lot of really great moments uh and that's i think that's a lot um i think that they looking back on it i could have said oh like they have a cover of killing joke here like that sound is really like what they're inspired by and kind of sort of what they're going for but they don't really do it just because they are really invested in this like uh quote unquote industrial groove stuff mm-hmm. um which i don't think is the same as like post-punk it's not it's just not the same somehow not, and i really but like killing they, joke, but this is not that but at the same time i mean i think it's you know their their take on it sort of you know, it makes sense, and it is sort of a satisfying thing to like have woven in there, as far as covers go.
2: Not to be th- talking about tracks already, but you know, I w- also love the fact that they did a Killing Joke cover because I think that is a band that I think influenced a lot of heavy music. Oh yeah, but some of it's quite heavy. It yeah,
0: yeah. I so, I was going to sidebar. I'm like, is it can I get away with some, putting one of those on here? Surely, because especially like some of the stuff that came out in the 90s and early 2000s heavy as fuck like during the Iraq war that album is I mean it's certainly metal in parts um interesting yeah no I love that band a lot and I agree with you it had a lot of influence on bands that are heavier than they are they're just amazing that that I, it's almost I'm not gonna say lemmy great but it's that vocalist is so terrifyingly garrulous and it's not give a fuck anyway but we're yeah. that's not the band we're reviewing we're reviewing this band which does not sound like killing joke
2: it does not and you know I do think that this is really the the uh, culmination of their sound I mean and you know because because and again I just listened to this this band for the first time this week when we we're preparing to do these reviews but I can definitely not to draw the bullseye around the arrow but for the first three albums, I can definitely understand the progression, what they're working towards. Mm. And then like the with the next album, it changes somewhat. And I have my thoughts on that. But this is, I think, the sound as they wanted to do from the first album, but they really know it here.
0: Yep. I think some of my favorite songs are actually on here. But as you'll see, I I still like the next one. I hear better one because I think his vocals are a little better and it's a little less auto tune And also, I like, I mean, I guess we're heading this direction. I like all these songs that set the damn close here. Why? 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 Stop doing this.
3: I think it's just a, a thing that they want to do just to fuck with you.
0: Well, it worked <laughs> anyway. But I like all these other songs.
1: They they like the fade out. And I think, like yeah, it's fine to have a fade out. But like make it a... One minute fade out, not yeah. a five minute fade. You know what Bad. I mean? It's just a fifteen like why are minute you fade out. This. Yeah, quit, quit.
3: Yeah, and I think part of it, like I think this is his best. His vocals have been to this point by far.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think
3: it really comes together in here. Even if it is, some of it's auto tuned, I do think it like it really added an extra level that previous albums were missing off of this.
0: I think so too. It was like two thousand nine. Like we're not going to auto tune the reign of terror of autotune
3: T-pay.
1: look there's, there's a there's i mean there is definitely tasteful and less tasteful uses of autotune like i feel like these guys didn't need it but whatever
2: yeah um as to the tracks on this i really kind of like human black box through uh, love like blood mm-hmm. so the killing joke cover I th- I, so in contrast to the other two albums i really think that the 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 middle, or actually, I guess two thirds of the seven are pretty good. I'm in that same
0: camp. I'm "Ultraviolence" is awesome. It's one of the heaviest songs they have. Period. And "Cold Light's really good too. Yeah, it's I like as I said everything but the closer. But I think the middle is where this album is strongest.
3: I like. I'm like Dave. I don't like everything but the closer on here. Just hell! Like I'd hear it nah. just like nah, yeah, now. Damn! Skip, 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 skip. Your dorks.
0: Skip, skip. Even I started skipping it.
1: I'm like, okay.
3: I hear once I got done with that song and I got to that just noise. The pause. Like, yeah. Next.
1: It happens. I think the best run on this is the first five tracks: uh, Nomenclatura, Eon, Gymnasium Day Party, Human Black Box, and Killjoy. I also really dug uh, Lucifer, Lucifer Effect, and okay. that cover, uh, Love, Love Like Blood. Yeah, it's a cool cover, even if it
0: sounds very little like a Killing Joke. But I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't have to do it straight up. So, uh, which brings us to this, what is their final album, at least under this name? Cause I know some of the members did mm-hmm. reform in a new band. I got it's an automaton released on September 24th of 2012 on also on Listenable records runtime, uh, 59 minutes and 41 seconds. The lineup is Benjamin Nomine on vocals and orchestration, drop on guitars and programming, Kevin Coriel on drums, Alex Campanelli on bass, Rise Hilbert again on keyboards, Travis Montgomery again came in and laid in down a guitar solo. And again, Reese Hilbert is in the production chair.
0: Man, this cover.
2: <laughs> this is cool. I
0: mean, it's ridiculous, but...
2: It's incredibly 40K, but I love it. It's extremely, gosh,
0: an automaton. This is probably the one I listened to the most. Like that's on playlists, and if I want to go back, usually it's going to be either this one or the one we just talked about.
2: Yeah, so to kind of close the loop on what I was saying, I think that the the last album was the one where they had reached their sound that they had been trying to achieve, and this one I don't necessarily think is a step forward, but a step sideways, in that they're still doing a lot of the same stuff, but they have re-injected heaviness into it in a way that the let wasn't necessarily in the last two albums. Yes, those albums had heavy m- moments, but I think that this is kind of the the dreaded return to form album where they like like harken back to the, the heaviness of the first <laughs> the <one. dreaded laughs> return to form yeah don't album.
1: don't take a step backwards you know it's yeah. like is so it is 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 the... for the the old school fans, right? It's for the exactly yeah
3: it's it's their equivalent of Static's Shadow Zone. That's what it is. <laughs> They just wanted to get back in form. Like, all right, here we are. We remember. No, Shadows was...
0: Out is the one that deviates.
3: I'm trying to make a joke, David.
0: I see. I didn't catch <laughs> it. You were too deadpan. <laughs> I thought you were pulling a, a Paradise Lost on me. I just the one thing they give you is the same style every time. <laughs> Fair enough. But I, anytime you say that, all I can think of is fucking Megadeth because every album I read about this album is the return of <laughs> right, right <now>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's been
3: the return to form since 2007 i, I returned
0: to form right. and where was the un that's all i'm asking mm-hmm.
3: nowhere
1: well i think to this album's credit it's less obviously techno-y and keyboardy okay. and i think that they do pay more attention to melody and composition than those first two records oh. so it's like easier to listen to at least for me that said, you know, they don't lay off the stupid vocoder, which they should really just lay off. I mean,
2: <laughs> I think from my personal sensibilities and taste that this is the album that I would listen to the most. Um, but I, you know, uh, do I think it's appreciably better than the album that came before it? Not really. Um, it just has a little bit more of the hardness that I appreciate, you know, that brings it back more towards the the stuff that I generally like as opposed to getting too far into Tracing Land.
3: Getting too far into Tracy Land, all are welcome there, Ben.
2: Yeah,
3: you're welcome anytime you want to come visit. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'll agree with you, and I think that kind of like the sidestep that they took here coming off that previous time. I get why they did it, but I do think it it does hurt them, I think, a little bit in terms of stylistically. Like, now, like, not drastically, like, it's not like it's like full letter grades or whatever drop. I'm like, okay, I hate it, but it, it very much, I think it. They've hit their peak and they're like, all right, how do we where do we go from here? Because there's not really much else like they kind of perfected what they sounded like then. And it's a lot of bands face faces problems like where do we go? How do we reinvent ourselves to an extent? I only say it's like found our sound, but just like reinvent ourselves to continue on. Because I don't think they sat down with this plan, you know, to move and to progress as they have. And now they get like, here. all right, What can we do to continue to evolve?
0: I think. Heavier is better. So I think that turn is nice. Uh Nomine, I think, is this is the strongest vocals on any of these. I think he's really grown into the job and the production is slick as shit a duck's ass. I mean, you know, it's well produced. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite one. I feel like they show gradual improvement, as will be
1: demonstrated. In they finally memory. got the last track. They finally like, got finally, it. Exactly. They finally did it, guys. You did and it. you got a guitar solo. I mean, slow clap. I just want to I mean, up. yeah. I want a giant slow cap that lasts for as long as this last track does. Nine
0: minutes and 44 seconds.
1: Shit. <laughs> just like you did it, guys. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I know that's how um, I felt too. Like you finally but, did it.
1: But it was awesome because it's like, hey, they finally like it's actually a last track worth listening to. I agree. I like that song a lot. Finally, I do
2: think it's the best of the closing songs on the four albums. That's kind of a low bar to overcome, but for the sure, best bar, <laughs> the yeah. best kind. No wisdom brings solace.
1: Maybe I'll go first since I haven't gone through it. If we're going to do that, so I liked Red Nova Ignition, which is heavy. God is God is an automaton uh challenger and i also like the last track destruction and bliss
3: i liked god's amount on red nova ignition and destruction and bliss as well but i think it opens for really what well post-human manifesto
2: i have little to add other than to say "Drank, gentlemen i would say all finally I would, I would not say all because i hate high tech versus low life
1: <laughs> but, what you don't like the Wawa's? I
2: did not, uh, but all the rest are pretty solid. I'm not even mad. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> Somebody's got a case of the Wawa's, uh, they do,
2: Ooh. which brings us back to the beginning to grade these things. Slave design, what say you, David?
0: I think that one is a nice first effort. And I listen to this band a lot, obviously, and I'm a, a Brent whore, so I will start my ascending scale at an
3: 88.
0: Maybe fight for the highest grade, any. Eh? It's and maybe any of these are going to get, but anyway, 88. <laughs>
3: uh, well, David, I'll go next. I'm a little bit below you. I'm gonna give this a solid B at an 85. Take it.
2: There were things I liked on it. But it, was, you know, and it's the first album, so I'll give them credit. But uh, it's a C plus. Man, I'll take that too. I wasn't sure what rodeo we were headed to.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with Ben. I feel like if you are into this band, you're gonna like this. But otherwise, you're not really gonna like it.
0: <laughs> that's that's fair. Why, <laughs> wiser words have never been spoken. That's true. <laughs> If you like it, you will. And if you don't, nope. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's not what I said. Are <laughs> <Amen. laughs>
0: you finally done it. You blew it up. Anyway, yes, I, I think you were correct. I'm surprised you didn't go. Yeah, I guess isn't C-plus the refuge of the great the coward? We all are like, <laughs> well, it's for super fans only. Oh, man. All right. What does that bring? What's our average?
3: It gives us an average of 82. I'll take
0: it. Could have been negative 82. So I wasn't sure where we were going with this, especially when the bleeps and bloops get mentioned. I'm like, oh shit. Gabe doesn't usually take us to F minus rodeo, but one day it's going to happen.
1: There's going to have to be a new grade skill invented so that you can accommodate <laughs> <How and> mine
0: minus <laughs> It truly is. <laughs> yeah. Larf. Indeed.
3: Would you buy this, Jim?
0: I did. No. Nope. But I would. No, nope. Never.
3: I don't think it would either.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's going great, guys. I did, and I would again, and you can't stop me.
3: That's good to know. Their second album, Antares. I
2: thought it was a step forward from the last album, although not a giant one. It was not a great leap for mankind either, but I will give it a B minus.
1: I think this was a small leap backwards for the (laughs) band. So (laughs) I'm going to um i was going to try to think of another space metaphor but i'm not gonna this is just a c <laughs> just to see in space, c space. In space. C is
3: space. <laughs> um, this for me is a side step up i'm gonna give it a b plus an 88.
0: i do think it is a a, a small step forward for cybrid kind i'm going to give this a 90. it's our average
3: an average of eighty-four.
0: Gradual improvement. You're doing it, Cybreed.
3: I, I think this would be the first one I would buy.
2: I did, and I would
1: again. Not me, sir.
3: Gabe, would you buy this, this one? Probably not. Would no. it be worse than that one?
1: <laughs> that was that was that's the worst grade I'm, I'm going to be giving. What if I gave you a keytar with it? Would that convince <laughs> you? <laughs> I mean, enough. for the same price, sure. Why not? Fair enough
3: the pulse of awakening i'll go first this is the one i like the most i'm gonna give it a minus at a 92.
0: oh snap i'm gonna converge with you at a 92.
2: further gradual improvement i am on the further gradual improvement train which makes this a b
1: this is my favorite of the bunch and i'm gonna give it an 83.5 um there's a lot of good stuff here there's also that frustrating as shit like last track um indeed there's also the electronic nonsense and the auto tune but that said they do a really bang up job um and they nail what they're going for and they have that cool cover
0: indeed i think you're just meant that big auto tune doesn't have the same deal with you that
1: big breakdown does nope They don't use it that way. They use it on one track. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if they were going to get some anyway, um, I I, I would have different things to advise them to to figure out how to get that auto-tune money. Get that sweet auto-tune cash.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, This gives everybody an average FAB+. Would you buy this show? and would. I think I would. Yeah, I'd probably buy this
1: one. I would definitely buy the tracks that I liked off this. I like them enough.
3: Alrighty. God is an automaton.
2: I'll go first on this one. This is probably the one that I like the most, but I don't think it's appreciably actually better stylistically or musically than the last album, so I'm going to give it the
3: same grade of B.
1: I think this is a small step back for me. Uh, I think I'm just going to give it a, a solid B-. minus.
3: This one's a slightly step back for me as well. I'm just going to give it a B- plus at an 89.
0: This is my favorite one. Further gradual improvement. Whatever you may say. It
3: is a 94. That gives we, us an we, average of 87. Fuck yes. Would you buy this one?
1: Did would? I'd buy some singles.
3: I think I'd buy this one as well.
1: It means cassette singles, by the way. Yes. Only. Only <laughs>
0: exclusively. How about you, Ben? <laughs> this one make it? You You're muted me.
3: You oh, I think he, might
2: be, he might be talking to his roommate no i was talking oh. i was thinking the unmuted song um i would buy this <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we'll never know what the i muted song sounds like though Oh, it's like I the Monster Mash. It can't be known. We only right. know that right someone singing about the Monster Mash. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. It's just a tribute to the Monster Mash.
0: That's a, no, it's not the actual Monster Mash. I they're know. Dis, they're discussing
3: <laughs> they're, it.
2: Just, they're describing it. It's a play by play of this. <laughs> it's live <laughs> tweets of the Monster Mash.
3: <laughs> the greatest song ever made in the world.
0: Good, yeah, y'all. Well, thanks for coming on this ride, which just sounds like you enjoyed some and some stuff. <laughs> I mean, Tracy feels this way every day on his blast, so I get it.
3: I mean, on my, on my blast every year, David, you had an average that didn't drop below the 80s, okay? Like, that's a good day on my blast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on my blast, it's like, oh, shit, 74. Mm, yeah. Thanks, man.
2: <laughs> You're
0: welcome. <laughs> it's least least he could do for you yeah. for all the joy you
2: bring my life it's the least i can do i
3: oh, no! know speaking so of the joy
0: fun. that tracy brings tracy what does the schedule say is blasting next
3: next ones for team rocket blasting off for team rocket is courtesy of gabe in undergong i don't even know if yes. i said that right or
0: under knew, it was a
1: dutch exchange student named <laughs> undergrad <laughs> All right, that's going to be some uh some very nice uh 80s post-punk nice
3: that's going to be interesting <laughs>
1: that, that was a complete lie sorry about that it was i'm not sorry <laughs> Lager
0: why yep
3: yeah. I do not
0: know this band at all, so it will be, as this was for you, a new experience for me.
3: A new experience for me as well. I can imagine what it is looking at the
0: names of the albums, but uh, I guess we'll see. I think it's probably New Wave.
3: (laughs) Totally New Wave.
0: Norwegian New Wave.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Somehow Gabe found early, early, early fucking cavernous Death Metal that we've never seen hide or hair of.
1: It's prehistoric.
3: <laughs> it's
1: just dinosaurs. <laughs> it's just cave paintings. And...
3: Nice. Cave paintings and interpretive dance.
0: So like, if I combined Morbid Angel and what does the fox say? Is that essentially <laughs> exactly.
3: what... That's what we're going to get? <laughs> that's
0: kind of my headspace, I think, where we're headed. That's my guess, everyone. Write that down.
2: All right. Well, checking in and see next time on Thunderdome Metal Reviews. What's <laughs>